for those who don't know how Topic Box works, it's random topics, randomly generated, and it's completely random. <laughs> is that clear enough? <laughs> for those of you who don't know, it's random, it's completely random, and it's random. Would you rather have a grapefruit-sized head or a head the size of a watermelon? Okay, so we're going to go straight into this and say you lured me into the studio by saying this would be a music topic box <laughs> and the first question you've asked me is about fruit heads. What about that is not musical? I'm going to ask you. <laughs> the idea of music, Charlie, and you should know this as a music student, is to really picture yourself oh, in no. different ways and you can just imagine how beautiful a melody that a grapefruit-sized head would produce and how a thumping, low-sounding church organ would, would depict the watermelon head. And that's what I'm thinking. Do you want to go on to some music questions? I've got some questions for you. Now, I understand that you're the main host here, but a few people have told me that they really don't like the way that you do things. So I'm going to take over and do some stuff, yeah? Well, it's worth mentioning just before that it's our final episode of our second year together before we break up for the summer. So I think it's a good way to end it and hopefully a spirited and fun way to end things. Absolutely. I mean, we started musically. We may as well end musically. That's the way it goes. Perfect. So first question, who is your all-time favourite artist? Is it a singular artist or can it be a group? Band or artist or solo artist, whatever, yeah. Well, a lot of the time with these things, you have to go from the top of your head or the first thing that came into your head. And that was Queen. Yeah. Now, I don't know why that came in. Uh, I can think of a, quite a few reasons, to be fair. One, their music's incredible. I actually don't know many individual albums, and I think we've spoke about this before. Queen don't necessarily have many good albums, do they? I don't think they have any good albums. They, I think all of them are pretty bad. But they've just got fantastic hits. Yeah, they've got like one song or two songs on each album that are good, and then they're the ones that get put on the compilation albums. But if you listen to an actual Queen album, it's pretty poor. Okay. Yeah, it must be the, the compilations that I generally keep up to date with. Yeah. And I think if I were to name my top 25 songs of all time, I think maybe two or three would actually be Queen anyway. Bohemia Rhapsody and You're My Best Friend easily fit into that category. I think maybe I've got a bit of bias because, well, I like 70s and 80s music and maybe the film Bohemian Rhapsody helped me really like Queen as an artist. I think they were quite unique and quite influential for a lot of the bands. They kind of tied into different genres they had quite an interesting backstory and the way their group had a lot of issues. Um, and obviously Freddie Mercury is known as one of the best performers of all time. So now that I'm th I, I, mean, I can easily justify my decision, um, I think if I had more time, they might not be my favourite artists of all time. And the top of my head, an artist like maybe Chuck Berry would, would possibly come close. I really like The Carpenters, David Bowie. That's that's a that's another good example. So there are plenty of opportunities, but I think, yeah, Queen is quite a respectable and strong pick. What about yourself? My favourite band would be Led Zeppelin. Favourite solo artist, David Bowie. Simple, easy answer for me. What's funny about you saying Queen is I've never heard you listen to Queen. Mm. Ever. 
So that's that's interesting. An, it's an interesting point that you raise. We went to Hi-Fi, obviously, for that Queen night. That was amazing. Um, pretty pretty average club. But, <laughs> but the actual songs were quite fun. Well, it's funny that you say that because, no, you're right, I don't listen to too much Queen, and I think that does depend on your how your Spotify is laid out. And because Queen don't have any albums, and it's weird to put Queen into a genre, I guess I could like a couple of their songs on my light, so they could be a few in the Happy playlist maybe a few in the 80s but apart from that they wouldn't really be knocking about in my playlist so yeah no you bring up a good point it makes me think things like the queen talking heads and even bowie i I could try and put them into my playlist more that that might be an effective and efficient way so next question who is your current favorite artist do you want to take that one first mine would probably be dirty loops obviously i mentioned them before just like a, a fusion like a jazz fusion band who do a lot of covers who also do a lot of original material than things like justin bieber um adele michael jackson all that kind of stuff i'm listening to a lot of their stuff at the moment because i'm massively into them what and what are they just a band three guys um bass player keyboard player who's a singer as well and drummer just really, really good music. So they're, even though they're not, they're not my all-time favourite, they're definitely a current favourite of mine because I'm listening to them um, quite a lot. I am struggling with this again because I don't really listen to many modern music. I saw Alt-J last week and really liked them. I think Ben Howard might edge it at the moment. Um, just a guy with a guitar. Some really beautiful songs um, and really good albums as well. I haven't had the chance to see him, but... Particularly, I would suggest people listen to Every Kingdom, which has uh, songs like Old Pine and Only Love and Keep Your Head Up. don't know if you've heard any of those. I think so. Have you got a piano book of his music? I haven't. No, there's another guy who's on... Tom like, O'Dell. Tom O'Dell, that's it, yeah. He's a very good artist, yeah. But he's not as good as... Big Ben. Big Ben, yeah. <laughs> but no, you're, it's difficult to really pick a, an artist that, that comes out on top there as well because... And can you? I mean, can you name any artists where you're itching to find out when their next release is? A lot of my favourite bands don't release music anymore. That's the first thing I'd say. A lot of them are dead, which is a shame. Um, in terms of people who are alive, yeah, maybe Dirty Loops. Um, oh, I don't really know. That's an interesting question. Maybe people like Bruno. I absolutely love Bruno. He's great. So things like that. So, so when he released stuff with Anson Pack, that was really cool for me because I, I like listening to his music and waiting for his stuff. But not massively. No, I, I've got so much stuff that's already been released that I haven't covered yet. Do you know what I mean? So I'm still kind of going over that. Because obviously we're, we're speaking at a time when Kendrick Lamar's album just was released a few days ago. Double album. Yeah, and I used to listen to him quite a lot when I was younger, but I've had no interest of checking out <laughs> checking it out, to be honest. So. Yeah, maybe it's just down to the fact that there are, there is so much music that I haven't touched on yet. So 100%. don't want to kind of get bogged down with the new stuff. Absolutely. And I think we can both agree, really, that we prefer older music to new music, generally. Yes. What would you say, just a quick one as well, the psychology of music, one of the lecturers said that he does tend to listen to quite a lot of new stuff to keep up to date with things, whether that's popular culture or the themes or what music is doing at the moment just every now and then listen to the chart music can you see any relevance or importance in that i think it's important definitely especially if you're going into the industry it's important to be up to date with everything in terms of doing it for your own personal gain 
with your free time and listening to music i don't really think it matters i think if it comes down to preference you don't need to do it in terms of from an educational purpose then it's really good to be to kind of know artists i'm quite bad at that but in terms of listening just by yourself just going do i like this music i don't think it's important to just listen to new music because it's new oh this is a brilliant question name three genres that you don't like and you can't say prog or i'm leaving the room Okay, I won't say prog. The f- The first one is a-, a comfortable one for me, and it's a comfortable one for a lot of people. I still haven't figured out why, but it's heavy rock or heavy metal, to be more precise. So it's that music where, and again, I don't know if you get into conversations with people even who don't study music, and you go, so what music do you like, and then what music do you not like? One of the quick, one of the first answers is anything that involves screaming or just heavy metal. And again, it's not for me. I've just ne- I don't like the vocals at all, and I don't like the the heaviness of the instrumentation. Um, the furthest rock I'd go is something like Led Zeppelin or or Wolf Mother, what I was playing the other day. In terms of other genres, maybe house, house slash techno, that can be quite dull for me. I think and one note. There's not much going on for me. I think I need lyrics and more of a melody to really enjoy music. And something like classical or pop has a lot more going on. And my final pick would be possibly country. I I don't listen to any country. I listen to a lot of older 50s and 60s. But I don't listen to any country music. The furthest probably is Bob Dylan, but he's quite poppy. and He's quite folky. Folky, People like the Carpenters are quite um, country-esque. Okay. But... Yeah, I mean, I don't listen to a lot of like, stuff like Dolly Parton. Mm. I don't listen to that much. I don't mind country too much. I quite like Glen Campbell, but yeah, it's not something I listen to. For me, it would be punk. Good shout. Um, original punk, 70s punk, as well as like second gen with people like Green Day. Horrible. Actually, that's a very good shout there. Um, I hate all that. I hate Sex Pistols, Buzzcocks, Ramones, all that kind of stuff. And I hate just any of the newer second wave punk um i really dislike grime especially london grime i think that's disgusting (laughs) um and i'd also say indie just as a whole thing i really don't like indie at all that's a surprising one no i don't i mean how's it surprising i don't ever listen to them (laughs) okay name an indie band go on any indie band two door cinema club awful next question you've already answered this but we'll say it again who was the last artist you saw live alt j and I think we could touch on a few aspects of the live experience. Firstly, I don't absolutely love it. I think there's a lot of technicalities that go into a live experience. And that includes, so the cost of the ticket was £40. Queued, a that's a lot. That is a lot of money. For, what, for one night. Queued between 20 and 30 minutes. Um, I was with Pat. He went to get a drink. It cost £6.80 for a pint. That Already, that's quite a few hits. I ended up getting a water because I was just like, I'm not paying £6.80 in, in Leeds. Went into the crowd, watched a support act for about 45 minutes who were pretty decent, and then waited for about 35 minutes, 35 minutes for the setup from the band and then to Alt-J. And when they started playing, I don't. I tried to really not get annoyed at anyone because try to, if you get annoyed by what people are doing and people's actions, it's just going to... It's not going to be nice for you. So just try and relax, ignore everyone, try and enjoy it. But these were the, there were the couple of people in front of me that were kind of moving quite a lot, pushing back a bit and generally being quite annoying. 
and so that kind of focused i was focused on that during the whole experience so what i'm trying to say is is it amazing as it was seeing a band that i'd liked for about 10 years now i think that all the technicalities that go into it you almost think that it's is it worth it is it worth everything to see that band because um i don't know what you what you're like in terms of how you take in music and what you go you know what you want to see from a band but they were quite stationary they weren't too engaging with the crowd and the music sounded quite good but it's not going to blow you away their type of music in a live setting so because it's produced very well so yeah ultimately i had a nice time i think it's important to see live bands but whether i I don't do it frequently and i think there's a reason why um what's your take on the live experience and how often would would you try and go to see artists that you like i like um yeah i do love live music it's a shame that a lot of the bands that I listen to are either too big, that it's too expensive and difficult to get tickets, or they're no longer with us, so you can't see them anyway. Um, I'm lucky enough to have seen The Who live. That's pretty amazing. Elton John live, Adamant live, people like that. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I do like it. I've always been... This is really going to sound boring, but I like tiered seating, sitting down, watching a lot of the time. Um, but then again, the venues that I go to have that so if you go to Brudenell you're not going to sit down there's no seating but if you go to the Montfort Hall in Leicester or you go to O2 London you can sit down there's 80,000 people there you can sit down and it's absolutely fine but then I do like getting up and grooving as well so it's a different thing I think it's important to live music a lot of the music that I listen to is quite demanding live. Dirt Loops would be a good example. They've got so many textures and layers that they put in the studio that they have to have backing tracks or other musicians playing it. So again, it's not as satisfying. Um, last live group that I saw would be the support acts for when I played. <laughs> um, the two groups that played before I played, so supporting um, our band. Um, don't ask me the name of them, but all I'll say is that they're really good. Um, and they just played a little like 10-15 minute set then there was another group played 10-15 minute set then we came on but don't you think that's a much better context for seeing performers because it was you didn't have all the problems before you know there wasn't queues it was a closed quite closed and intimate venue there wasn't issues with um, enough space there was cheaper drinks and were well, you're closer to the band uh, yeah I just think there seems to be a lot of positives in the live performance that you did yeah, absolutely. It was a very intimate gig. There's only about 100 people watching, so it's really small. There's a bar in the room. Yeah, it was it was really, really nice. Um, it's also genre-dependent as well, I think. And also, it's like band-dependent. If you've got a band like... Or if you've got Elton John, and you saw him play at Brudenell, although that's quite a cool thing, it's really intimate, it's like it doesn't seem big enough, and it's not like, oh, I went to see Elton John at wherever. You need to go and see him like in a massive place with huge lights and big sound and amazing band and as great as it is to have the intimacy of a small venue i do like a big venue as well and it, and it is really really cool and i like just going there seeing that many people is pretty cool as well i must admit because there's not often you see seventy, eighty thousand people in the same place and apart from obviously being like a 70 year old are there any negatives that you find sitting down when listening to music because i, I would find it quite tough to do that because i like to move when music comes on everyone's different but I've, I've seen you move when music comes on most of the live gigs i've ever been to have been classical so i'm not going to get up and jig to that because i'd be stared at by thousands of people going what are you doing is there a gap in the market for classical concerts where you can dance to it no well what do you mean by classical music what artists would you suggest excluding ballets 
All right, let, I'll give you an example. So the, there's the, the the famous classical piece. Do 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 do. Major figure overture. What I'm thinking now is you wouldn't want to dance in front of the orchestra because I think that's disrespectful. But if there was a place that played that music and that you that was a club and you could just dance to that. Oh, I see what you mean. A club, yeah, I, I guess so. I, I, mean, I think we need more dancing to that kind of music. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I just think in, in a setting of live music, if, like you said, if Major Figaro came on, and you were like, and there's a mosh pit, and you just see the violinist, like, yeah, no, that'd be awful. Yeah. The thing is, though, with different genres of music, you appreciate it in different ways. We take punk music, it's about being involved, about being intimate, about being close, um, and it's all raw and ready. With classical music, it's about appreciating the musicianship, sitting down and listening to something that was written hundreds of years ago. There's a different level of appreciation there. You won't appreciate classical music as much if you're dancing to it, because it's more about the vibe. If you're sitting down and analysing it and just going, that's great, depends what you want out of it. Maybe there's a gap in the market, but usually if there's a gap as big as that, it's because it's never going to be filled, because it's a shite idea. Next question. How about we go on to some quickfire questions? Yep. Have you ever bought music off iTunes? Yes. Do you have a favourite music video? Um, no. <laughs> I'll rephrase this question. What is your favourite music video? I don't have one. I'll rephrase it again. Answer the fucking question. <laughs> I don't have a favourite music video. <laughs> The question you're supposed to ask is, do you like any specific music videos? Then I can maybe give you a, a few. What specific music videos do you like? I you like the music. <laughs> I like the music video for Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. It's stop motion. It's really really creative. I like that. I like the music video to God. What music videos do I? I don't. Do you know what? Interesting question. I don't watch a lot of music videos. That's the first thing I'll say. I don't really watch videos like that I guess but you like music and you like videos so that you know you could be engaging in something yeah I mean music videos are nowhere near as prominent today I don't think they're really not I mean even though there's music videos today it's not like every single song on an album has a music video anymore there's some MJ ones that are pretty cool I'm not going to mention him anymore I'll tell you another one that's really fun Jump Van Halen that's really fun that's nice because it's just seeing the band play and that's quite fun not sure how old this one was. How many songs do you have on your cell phone? I'd say about 400. It's not a lot. Don't listen to a lot of music. Don't you? You're a music student. I know, I listen to the same few songs over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever bought a t-shirt at a concert? Yes. What t-shirt? When I went to go and see The Who, I bought a Who t-shirt. And I think that's probably the only time. But generally speaking, it's not great to buy the merchandise, is it? Because it's quite pricey. It's quite pricey. It is quite pricey. I've got a lot of band shirts and memorabilia and merch, whatever, but I haven't necessarily bought them at the gigs. Do you know what band memorabilia I see the most out of any band? Rolling Stones, Nirvana? Close. I always see t-shirts saying My Chemical Romance. Ah. Oh. I don't know why. I love it how you said close when I said Rolling Stones and Nirvana. <laughs> well, they're, they're all bands. <laughs> Have you ever been part of a mosh pit? Yes. When? when I went to go and see um, Jockstrap a few months ago with my mates. Um, it was horrendous. It was, it was probably the worst gig I've ever been to. Um, I know 
the guy in Jockstrap quite well. I know his brother very well. The music was fine. The atmosphere was disgusting. It was a lot of moshing, a lot of violence. People fell over. James fell over. Love you, James. Joe fell over. Love you, Joe. Just horrible. I hate it. I hate moshing. I think it's really destructive and just idiotic. And there's nothing positive about moshing if it's done in a in a responsible manner. I don't think, for me personally, no. I can understand why people do it. I just really don't like it. That's fair. Have you ever crowd surfed? No. Why? Because, again, I think that's an annoying thing for everyone else. And, again, not great at Mozart concerts either. (laughs) But if you performed really well in quite a big stadium and some of the crowd was shouting, get the drummer out get him on our so the drums hands. just drop out for a bit while I'm just surfing no I don't think I would also there's nothing stopping someone just like punching <laughs> being quite violent when that happens no I think everyone would want to touch you and you know keep you safe in that that's what she environment. said what was your favourite solo male singer David Bowie who is your favourite solo female singer kind of not solo but I'll go for anyway Karen Carpenter I know it's a duo but it's her voice and yeah she's got a beautiful voice do you like any boy bands and i think i'll phrase that question in terms of 1996 onwards nothing really comes to mind i don't mind a few of them take that yeah i don't mind take that red hot chili peppers but they're not a boy band <laughs> well, there's boys in there a band well if you're going to say that there'd be quite a few but i think you're talking about all of them sing like blue or nsync uh, one direction busted mcfly just a quick note on One Direction because they get a lot of stick, but they do have quite a few really good tunes. They've got great. They've got a good writing team. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> well, they don't write any of the music, do they? Have you ever watched X Factor? If so, do you have any favourite contestants? No, I don't like anything like that. I don't like watching X Factor. I don't like watching Britain's Got Talent. Do you think it's a bit of a cheap way to skip the hard work, or is that a bit harsh? I feel like that's a little harsh because. There is hard work in getting to the point where they're good enough. I think it, half of it... I mean, let's be honest. There's only two or three people a year who are actually decent at what they do. A lot of it is just people who are funny. People take the piss out of them and then they leave. So I, d- I just don't find it enjoyable that much. But yeah, Is there not a case... Do you remember... I don't know if you remember this. The Jeremy Kyle show eventually got removed, got cancelled, because one of the contestants killed himself because of the basically the format of the show... Basically, the format of the show in that you kind of go up there and you have your life almost ridiculed by the audience. So is there not a case for saying the X Factor does have and find some really good talent? But at the same time, it is in a way a lot of people who go on and might have a bit of an issue and kind of the whole audience, both in the theatre and at home, are laughing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's a case for that at all, or, or it's not as deep. Like it's, it's you know, it's just people's choice to go on. Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of people have been lied to and told that they're good, which is why they go on there. And then when Simon or whoever it is says you're awful, they seem surprised, and it's kind of bad because everyone's lied to them. That's something I'm really grateful with my parents is that whenever I was shit, they said you're shit, and whenever I'm good, they say I'm good, and they don't sugarcoat it. They don't tell me I'm good just for the sake of it and a lot of those people have been told oh you've got an amazing voice you should go on X Factor go on X Factor and they humiliate themselves and if that was me I'd go back to my mates and say yeah but you told me I was good 
And they go, oh yeah, but we were trying to boost your confidence. Do you know what I mean? So obviously a lot of deception has to go into that. But I just don't like it. I don't watch a lot of that kind of stuff. I just think it's a bit cheap. Do you consider rap singing? Do I consider rap, comma, singing? <laughs> I'm going to say both. So let's firstly ask you, do, yeah, do you consider rap singing? No. What, what is it? It's rapping. <laughs> and that's not the same thing? No. What's different about it? I would consider singing to have an element of pitch to be sung. For example, what's the difference between you talking, you singing, or you humming and you whistling? They're all making sounds and they can all be tuneful, but it's the way that you go about it. And I think rapping doesn't have a fixed pitch. It does not stick into a melody um, that might be diatonic or modal or whatever. It's more just about rhythm and it's more about flow and it's more about being clever syllabically as well as obviously um, some deeper meanings and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I don't consider it singing and I don't think they would consider it singing. I know a lot of... I do know people who rap, and I don't think they would say I'm a singer. They'd say I'm a rapper. That's why, the, that's why it seems we have the distinction of rappers and singers. Yes, 100%. I, I, I don't consider it singing, no. I, if anything, it's closer to talking. I'm a big fan of rap. Let's not look at the music, but let's look at lyrically, because I think that some rap music can be just incredible lyrically and the way you can manipulate words and rhyme and communicate certain issues. And I think that's what rap music is best at is something like NWA when they're communicating social issues, for example. I can see why, I mean, yeah, rap music, this seems that the older generation don't always, uh, they don't always like rap music. Um, what, what's your take on it? Again, I don't really like rap music. If I was to say which rap I prefer, it would be late 80s, early 90s, American rap, um, hip-hop. wasn't even called rap back then, I don't think. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of the lyrics can be amazing. I don't think they're amazing because it's rap. I think if you put those lyrics in the Led Zeppelin song, you'd still say they're good lyrics. The fact is rap is irrelevant in that sense. I think they're just good words. And then whether you sing it in an opera style or whack it in, you know, an Eminem tune, I think they're just good lyrics. I think what rap has about it, though, is it does focus a lot on rhythm and on syllables and stuff. So you can do some cool things there. There's a lot of great stuff. There's a lot of awful stuff. I don't see it as different as any other genre. There's a lot of great stuff, a lot of awful stuff. It's nothing special to me. Would you ever consider yourself rapping? Do you mean, will I ever rap in the future for fun? (laughs) Well, not even for fun, it could be serious. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think it scratches my musical itch, is what I'll say to that. That's the polite way of saying it. I also don't think you'd be good at it. Good at it. Well, I, I don't understand. <laughs> but okay, this is, an, I guess it's another question, which is, one, is it difficult to do? Secondly, if it's difficult to do, that means everyone will be able to do it because it all it is is practice, right? So you, you can't be born being better at rap than someone else because rap isn't in nature. So all it is is practice and being exposed to it. So people like Eminem, for example, he wasn't born a good rapper. He didn't have the genetic capability to be better at saying things than we do. He just practiced and had different influences. So yeah, if I did it now, I'd be awful. But if I practiced for years and was subjected to a lot of that kind of music, absolutely, I'd be, I'd be all right. <laughs> but again, I don't think I would be as good because I don't have the passion for it. So I wouldn't strive to be good at it. But everyone can be able to do it, just like with anything, like with singing as well. 
I mean, that's slightly different because obviously singing requires you to be have pitch and tone and things like that. But I'd say, yeah, I think anyone with the right amount of training and practice will be able to rap absolutely fine. Have you ever disliked an artist after seeing them live? No. I don't know, really. I think if there's a bad live performance, it doesn't take away the fact that they were brilliant at one point and that they made some great music. You might hate them personally. They might do something on stage you don't like their character, but that doesn't take away from the music as well. So not really. I wouldn't go to their gig if I didn't like their music necessarily. I guess you could say Josh, Jockstrap, you didn't like their stuff even more. I didn't like their music before. I went, yeah. I was supporting a friend, but yeah, I mean, things like that, it makes me just hate the the gig more, not really the, the music. Do you own any vinyl records? Yes, lots. Are they on a wall? They are on a wall and they're in our front room. Is this coming out before the party, the house party? Possibly. Uh, if it is, then whoever's listening to this, for the 19,000 of you listening to this podcast, you will see it on our wall. We'll make it n- look nice, actually. They, they do fall down, though. That's the only thing I'll say. It's blue tack for you. Absolutely. But it's nice to... Well, vinyl records are a bit of an odd thing because they were obviously very popular during the 60s, 70s and 80s. But now they're becoming quite popular again, just from what I can see. A lot of younger students seem to own records. And uh, I, there's a number of reasons. I think in the technological age, it is nice to still collect things. And we're running out of things that we can collect. And the way that you can listen and engage with music on a record is really nice because it's a whole experience of buying it and putting it on and everything that that goes into it so well i think it's a whole experience so i can see why a lot of people would have vinyl records now and we have our fair share as well yeah i think it's more about collecting the physical thing rather than the audio quality a lot of people say they prefer the audio quality of vinyl i can't say where i stand on that because i've never listened to vinyl through a system which would do it justice um what do you mean by that well as in when people used to listen to vinyl, they used to have amazing speakers as well. Do you know what I mean? We can't necessarily listen through Bluetooth headphones like that. Do you know what I mean? So like Apple AirPods, things like that. So I'd have to listen to, like, I'd have to A-B it. I'd have to go like Spotify through the same speakers, CD through the same speakers, vinyl through the same speakers, cassette through the same speakers and see which I prefer the sound of. But a lot of people like the, the warmness of vinyl. I can't really comics, haven't really um listened to it in a in a good enough medium yet. Have you ever shopped at a record store? HMV, is that a record store? I think that can count. Yeah. I've also obviously gone to like vinyl shops. There's quite a few good ones. In Leeds, actually in Headingley actually there's quite a few good ones. Um one called the vinyl store. If we n- give a little shout out to that. Exactly. Not necessarily for listening to them either, just from collecting them. Yeah, and I think a final question would be, (laughs) this is a good one, from 1 to 10, rate your singing ability. Okay, slight question for that. Is 10 out of 10 being the best that I can be, or is 10 out of 10 being the best that there's ever been? 10 out of 10 is is your Adele's, you know, the best you can ever be. The best that anyone can ever be. Three? Oh, wow. If it's the best that I can be, probably seven and a half. Okay. But three, probably. I mean, if you think about it than that, is Adele at least three times better than me at singing? Probably. I, th- I think you're being a little harsh there because you're a music student. So if you, I think one to ten is trying to think of a, the population. And obviously you've got your outliers, like someone like Adele, who's ridiculously good at singing. But yeah, I, I think you could give yourself a strong five there. Well, I say I'm better at singing than most people. But most there people, we go. But, but again. Most people can't sing. Yeah, they can't. 
Well, the thing is, it's like, okay, let's say Robert Plant, Led Zeppelin's 10 out of 10. Do I think Freddie Mercury's as good? No. So Freddie Mercury's probably a 9-ish, and it's going like that. And then I'd just be right down. People my age who aren't famous, whatever, yeah, maybe I'm 6, 7. In the grand scheme of things ever, Frank Sinatra, Elvis, Freddie Mercury, Robert Plant, 3. I'd give you a solid 11. Thank you. And it's a pleasure having you on for a musical topic box. It's the first musical one, and it's the end of our second year. If you've got one word to to describe your second year at university. Yee. Thank you very much, Charlie. No worries, mate. Thank you for having me. It's been a great year. I've loved it, and third year will be just as prosperous. Well, I'll see you in the summer, or have to wait till September. See you later on the podcast. Boom. <laughs> 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 <laughs>